0: And speaking of Hosmer Mountain, let's bring in our good friend, Bill Potfin. Good morning, Bill. How are you?
1: Hey, I'm fine.
0: Good to have you on here. Of course, uh, I talked to Bill a few months ago on, on my show, Hometown Threads. Now we get him back here on Wayno's show. Wayno out dealing with some voice issues. But uh, hey, long holiday weekend. Uh, we've got to pick up some Hosmer, right?
1: Yeah, well, if you want to bring back the good old days, at least. <laughs> Let's hear you
0: sing Let's hear you sing the Jingle Bell. The good old days.
1: I can do it, by the way. I
0: know. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: I don't know. Bring back the good old days of Hosmer Mountain, the good old way to satisfy your thirst. That is
0: great. Back
1: back to the good old days at Hosmer Mountain, we're here to stay.
0: Here, I thought I was putting you on the spot. Great job, Bill. I love it. <laughs> That was great. You know, I saw you uh, about a month or so ago. at The Elks, we were watching Bruce John, and you were, you know, you I saw you bopping your head over there. I thought, you know, you should get up there on stage and sing with Bruce. You go on the road, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have got enough to do. I know.
0: So I had you on hometown threads. You, you're the chemist at Hosmer Mountain. Tell us a little about that role and and uh, and how that's uh, worked out for you over the over the well past couple decades.
1: Well, the beauty of being a small independent company is you have the freedom to make adjustments. If you do a franchise drink, let's say we were making A&W Root Beer, those folks do not allow any movement whatsoever. So when you're small, you can move in the positive direction and make your product better, which I've kind of tried to do that for the last 35, 40 years. Uh, And, you know, to make each flavor that we make equal to or better than the competition, and we've we've done it scientifically. I can remember having the bottles of different kinds of orange soda on my dad's kitchen table, uh, unmarked, tasting them, ranking them, and then if we didn't come out ahead with dad's root beer, I would reverse engineer it. I have some scientific background. That's a fancy word for copying, by the way. (laughs) Uh, And, you know, get the characteristics of the one that won. Uh, and, of course, we've never tried to save money buying cheap flavor. Every company makes a range of flavors, and, you know, you can pay more and less for something depending on what your goal is. I've always wanted to make the f- every flavor in our company known for quality because uh, when, when somebody has a really good drink and they look at the label, guess what? They're a built-in advertiser, mm-hmm. and then we don't have to spend as much money with you.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, Bill with the mic drop So I gotta ask you as the chemist You know, we did a taste test back uh, a few months ago when you did Hometown Threads with me And, uh, well, I nailed it It was the Cola Red Coca-Cola one, right?
1: Yes, that was You sobered me up I was getting so <laughs> overconfident And you were too fast At I, picking the, the different products out
0: Maybe maybe I should have faked it, you know? I, you know
1: No, no, you never want to fake it We, we want to be allegiant to the truth
0: well, i got to ask you now, as the chemist doing this and, and really taking pride in it and you're passionate about being the chemist, I, have you ever come up with uh, a flavor that was awesome and have you ever come up with one that was awful, in your opinion?
1: Yeah. Well, uh, as far as the reaction to it, uh, probably <laughs> the funniest one was trying to make a strawberry rhubarb soda. Ooh. And I was thinking, wow, rhubarb is pretty tart, so I made it. Uh, in, in, I put the the acid amount in there, the citric acid that was in there. I matched it up with something like Tom Collins' mix, which is a sour mixer for vodka and gin. And using that level of tartness was probably too much because <laughs> it didn't sell well, and a few people made commented like it was too sour. I was thinking of a rhubarb stalk, but of course, rhubarb in a pie, there's plenty of sugar in there to balance off that, and it's cooked down. So that was probably a a sort of a mistake. Maybe I'll do it again, try it again, and come back and make the proper adjustments. That's another key. You can adjust things uh, because you're the ownership. Nobody's over your head. That's right. (laughs) Except Chuck, right? That's why I love small business. They they can be innovative. They compete with other small businesses, and it's certainly a huge difference from the corporate world where that a couple of phone calls between a couple of big CEOs can probably uh, eliminate competition, if you know what I mean.
0: Well, I think you should give the strawberry rhubarb another shot. I, I, I'm in on that now.
1: Yeah, sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How many years ago was the strawberry rhubarb uh, test? What was that? How many years ago was the strawberry rhubarb That's, test?
1: Oh, I know that was 50 years ago. Oh, yeah,
0: 50 that- years ago. Wow. So... How about one that you, you was was off the charts good?
1: Well, I, I think the the most satisfying thing I have right now, believe it or not, is that cola red because through the years, forty five years of tinkering with that, uh, making little adjustments, and I made plenty of mistakes back there. I can remember my brothers saying, "Quit messing with the cola." <laughs>
0: <laughs> there you go. Your brothers are uh, they're, they're your taste testers, right? <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, and not only taste essence, but we're very intimately connected with our customers, so all of us have delivered to people's homes. We've, we've, you know, run the stores uh, with a lot of traffic because our business is really founded on direct-to-the-consumer.
0: We're talking to Bill. Right
1: now, we have a lot of restaurants and a few other stores. We don't look for that kind of a business because, you know, it's it's a stronger thing. You have more freedom to influence you, to impress your customers with friendly treatment and things like that. Absolutely. Uh, as opposed to getting into just the distribution business and getting further and further away from your from your customers.
0: We're talking to Bill Potvin, uh, the legendary Bill Potvin from the legendary Hosmer Mountain, who uh, Hosmer Mountain actually the official soda of the big uh, Shabu Kick uh, Summer Kickoff Concert uh, this Saturday, right over at Gilson uh, Square.
1: Yep. We're just going to bring a, a dispenser down to the uh, soup kitchen and let them uh, dispense product. That that brings up what I'm going to put on there. You know you have to have the white birch beer because mm-hmm. that is our signature flavor. We're known for that more than anything else. The biggest seller in the company is root beer, and it's followed fairly closely by birch beer. So those two are a couple of old-fashioned Flavors that were in the original line, I believe. That's right. They started making soda in sixteen nineteen sixteen. <laughs> wow, World War One time.
0: Let me ask you about that. That's phenomenal. Nineteen sixteen one nine one six. That's sixty one nine one six. I got to ask you, Bill. Why? And, and look, Birch beer's good, and obviously the root beer. That's what you said. Why? It's, and, you know, it's so many great flavors, and I, I, I want to know uh, personally what your favorite one is. But why is Birch beer, the the most popular one. I mean, is is that it's been like that for years, right? It's always be, birch beer's been the most popular.
1: Uh, it's always been one of the strongest sellers. Yeah, and I, 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 it's probably the fact that it's hard to find. There's not too many small companies around, and the uh, the big company in Worcester, Polar, they have a birch beer, but it's not in the same class as ours, you know. Yeah, and but birch beer is a a lot of people don't realize it's a component of most root beers. It's it's basically the flavor of birch. It does come from uh, the bark of the dark birch tree, the sweet birch tree, and they're all over Hosmer Mountain, by the way. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> it's it's also uh, the foundational uh, material. The flavor, by the way, is wintergreen. Wintergreen and birch are the same. Uh, okay. So it's a pleasant taste uh, unless it's used a lot in the medicinal business. So once in a while, we'll have somebody says, I don't like the birch beer. It reminds me of toothpaste. <laughs>
0: well, Something I'll tell you.
1: like that, I've... because it's used. Uh, it's a nice, uh, strong flavor it that is. can cover chemical probably taste better than some other flavors. Yeah. Though.
0: If you're looking to freshen your breath, just have some Hosmer Mountain Birch beer. I mean, <laughs> simple as that. But also, I also—I wonder. I've done my—I've done personal polls on my Facebook page, uh, the Keith C. Rice page. I've done this quite often here and there, and maybe do for one uh, once again. I go, "What's your favorite Hauser Mountain soda flavor?" And I'll tell you right now, Birch beer is like a runaway favorite, even on uh, the polls that I do. You know?
1: Yeah, it's true. It's true. know? Yep.
0: So I got to ask you, going back to the brothers for a second, you guys working together closely all these years, there must have been times where, and I know, you know, they've, they've, uh, you being the chemist, they've done the taste testing and all that. Have you guys ever really butted heads over flavor? Go, well, I want this flavor, and the other brother says, well, I don't. So you ever, you guys must have had your arguments, right?
1: Well, yeah, I, I, to, to a certain extent, but I, I think we're a lot, we're a big enough company where we were able to specialize a little bit. So you, you almost gravitate to a certain department. So I think since I was doing a pretty good job, they weren't going to be in my face regularly. In the meantime, uh, my bro- brother John and I, were we were the, uh, the non-hands-on guys, <laughs> the guys who have trouble with a screwdriver. And Andy and Chuck <laughs> are very skilled in uh, a lot of different disciplines that uh, are important in manufacturing, keeping the, the place running. Gotcha. And the trucks on the road.
0: Yep. So I got to mention, of course, when you're on hometown threads, we brought this up. Uh, you know, your uh, God rest the soul, your brother John. There was my uh, baseball coach growing up, playing Willimantic Little League, and uh, all, all you Potvin guys are legends. And you know, the family's been uh, part of it for well since uh, 1916, right? Yeah, uh, actually,
1: since 1912. 1912. For four years, it was only spring water coming off the mountain. Wow, it's amazing. Yeah, hey. and then they started into the soda trend, and 16 was the first soda.
0: Now, go back to the flavors. I, I, what is your personal flavor, and has it stayed the same all these years?
1: Yeah, orange dry is pretty good. Huh? That's orange a, dry? That's, you need. that's a sleeper. It, there's a good following for it. You know, it doesn't look as attractive as orange soda. It's not artificially colored, so, uh, but it has more orange juice in it than the orange soda. So that's always a, that's a plus.
0: Yeah. Right have there ever been any comebacks with these flavors? Like, the reason why I'm bringing this up, because I think I might have mentioned this on Hometown Threads, uh, like Corker. Remember Corker was like a ginger ale 7-up? Well, more like a 7-up. And I used to love Corker. Yeah.
1: Lemon Clear is called now. Well, now clear. it's Lemon Clear. Okay. Yeah. Now, why did you guys
0: decide to change When did you change it, and why, why the change of the... N- I
1: don't well- know a name that required a lot of explanation. <laughs> it had to do with the corks in the bottle caps for years, and then they went to a plastic liner in there. So it became more and more of a, a memory. And so, you know, how many times can you say, what's Corker anyway? It was the name of a, uh, of a lemon soda from Virginia Dare Extract Company, Brooklyn, New York, which, who we still buy from.
0: Uh, I I remember collecting those bottle caps, too. I mean, that was a big part of my childhood, getting the Hauser Mountain and, you know, the Corker, the Cola Red, the Cola Blue, uh, of course, the the Orange Dry, uh, Root Beer, Birch Beer. What what else do I miss (laughs) in there?
1: Sarsaparilla.
0: What about the ginger, the one that you brought by the the studio here a few months ago? Tell us about that.
1: Which one? The ginger beer?
0: Yeah, the ginger beer.
1: Oh, yeah, that's a product that we have. It's the first thing we have that's going to be able to make some money without even bottling, because we, we took our formula and got a minimum run up there, up in Worcester, not Polar, but there's a company called Ginseng Up that does cus, custom bottling, and they were able to make a, a totally different-looking package, green glass, ginger beer, and, and not quite as silly as the dangerous ginger beer. You know, there's kind of a kind of silly label. When you got a label that says dangerous in a starburst, (laughs) that's (laughs) an odd way to try to market things. But we found out people were interested. (laughs) But anyway, Keith, one of the things I sort of wanted to talk about today is I spend so much time talking about the history of Hosmer Mountain. You know, going through that whole story of all the different families that have run the company, and our family has run the company now for significantly longer than the other three families put together and that that was shown very visually with the with a uh, 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 a video that's on YouTube called the history of hosmer mountain soda that anybody can get and it's a 20 minute video that's very professionally done by a young kid at the arts magnet school whose job was to interview a business person so I spent a half an hour with him and he did this fabulous very professional uh video and it's on YouTube well Bill
0: could you do me a favor and send me that video I think we have each other's email there and what I'll do is I'll pop it up not not only on my page I can put on the WILI Facebook page would you like that yeah sure so why don't you, uh, when we're done here, uh, you know, I think we have each other's email, and it was after Hometown Threads there, we're emailing each other. So send, definitely send me that link, and we'll, uh, we'll put it on the WILI Facebook page.
1: Yeah, so I, I wanted to talk a little bit more about what we're doing now, particularly the breaking of this new product called Super Lemon Haze. It's a fabulous CBD seltzer with a lemon flavor, and... I don't know if you know anything about the CBD market, but there's people that are using the oil or using uh, the beverages. They're usually in cans for uh, health reasons. Right? Uh, Are you familiar with that, Keith? Yes, sir. Of course, and it's, it's, it's reasonably popular, but what we feel like we've got now is something that's on an efficacy level heads above the other ones, which makes me feel really good, because I uh, we, we, we allowed uh, Michael Murphy, the creator of the product, to <clears throat> use our name, so it's got an old-fashioned Hosmer label, exactly, almost like, identical to the label from the 1916 initial soda. And so it, it captures uh, the heritage and the trust that you might have with Hosmer Mountain with a product that's, you know, spanning uh, over into areas that are a little delicate as far as the hemp plant being associated with marijuana and stuff, so you hate to take our our very sound reputation and drag it through the mud, but it turns out that the products that are coming out called CBD are non-hallucinogenic. The molecule that's in hemp that causes uh, getting high and all of the characteristics of pot uh, that is not present in, in the CBD beverages. So they're strictly anti-inflammatory, and they have had a really good success solving some uh, horrible problems like epilepsy. Uh, people who had a child with having multiple fits a day have found relief in one of the cannabinoids that's found in the hemp plant. So bringing back the hemp plant is one of our goals. Helping people to get off pharmaceuticals, Uh, Michael is just like in the same uh, state as I am as far as uh, feeling anti-pharmaceutical, you know. Uh, The chemicals are strong. Every time you see an ad, there's 30 seconds' worth of side effects that allows them to sell you some more chemicals. So this is a a beautiful plant that's been associated with human beings and health in all kinds of cultures going back maybe as much as 20,000 years And it was demonized in this country in 1937. So in early Hosmer Mountain days, our grandparents and great-grandparents could go into a drugstore and get a hemp product to solve some of their problems, and it's so much safer. That's the pitch, efficacy and safety. So Michael has a couple of twists on what he was doing as far as nanotechnology. I won't get into that now, but it makes things work better and quicker. And so we, we now have a green glass bottle. I have some at the store. We're just allowing one out at a time until we get the pricing structure right. No. Not cheap. $5 a bottle.
0: Okay, I was about to ask you. So yeah. it's, it's Most not...
1: Of the cans are out there for 5 and 6 and 7 So it'll be competitive, but it's going to be... Uh, you're going to get a lot more for your money. And it's got a pretty decent taste to it. And it, it works instant- really quickly. And all that, so, so anybody's welcome to try it. And, of course, I like to talk about this because it's moving in the positive direction. It's not sitting on your haunches on our reputation. Uh, we, we're able to still be somewhat mobile.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for the heads up on the CBD seltzer. Yeah. And with the long holiday weekend, Bill, where and, where and how can people swing by to pick up their Hauser Mountain Soda?
1: Well, we, we, our store on, on Mountain Street is open from 10 to 6 day except Sunday, and so usually, you know, Memorial Day weekend is one of our good weekends, so hope people will come by and they'll walk into it. If you've never been in here, (laughs) you might shake your head. It looks (laughs) like a warehouse, and people come back that haven't been in Willimantic for 40 years and they lighten up and say it hasn't changed a bit. Uh, all right, Bill, it's
0: always been a pleasure. Bill Potfin from Hazer Mountain. Uh, we got news that we got to get to next, but uh, just do just sing about five seconds of the uh, jingle. Sing us out, Bill. Go ahead. No, I'm
1: not. Just I po- already did it once, Keith. All, all right. Push on me. All right. Thank you, Bill. <laughs> okay, thanks a lot.
0: Bill Potfin from Hazer Mountain at 14 WILI Willimantic and 95.3 FM.